So here we are for another episode of Confessions of a Serial Seller. My guest today is joining me from Seattle in America, eight hours behind me in England. And and I was really impressed, actually, because when she agreed to come on as a guest, I received a copy of her book, Uncopyable Sales Secrets, which no guest has ever sent me first. And she's now showing it. So, Kay, thank you so much for sending me the book and coming on the show. Yes, I sent it clear across the pond, as they say. So, Absolutely. Yes, my, I'm Absolutely. delighted to be here. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much. So what, what I always like to do with, with guests and for my audience really is to understand a little bit about your world in terms of sales, your career, and what led you to come up with this philosophy, the uncopyable advantage, which I know you talk about. So if you can just tell us a little bit about that, and then we're going to dive into your philosophy. Okay, well, I, I'll go way back to when I was a kid, and uh, I loved to sell things. <laughs> it was a great way to make money, and I sold things to my relatives and sold things to the neighbor kids. In fact, I tell a story in the book about selling candy to the neighborhood kids, and that was wildly successful until um, the uh, evil mothers of the neighborhood said, we don't want our kids eating all that candy. So <laughs> what a bummer, right? Yeah. Um, now I'm a mom, I can understand it. But at the time I'm like, wow, you know, what a, mm. these, you know, way to shut us down our entrepreneurial Absolutely. spirit. Absolutely. But, Top yes. objection. Yeah. So in college, I got, I got a marketing degree, which then I learned uh, I was qualified for sales <laughs> and that marketing needed a uh, you know, you need a master's for, for marketing, but I think it worked out best for me to be in sales. And at the time, I thought it would be really cool to work for Procter and Gamble and sell health and beauty products. But the job market was really tough at that time. And I ended up working for a company called Amarok. And the product line was hardware, super boring <laughs> product yeah. line. Uh, it was cabinet hardware, decorative uh, knobs and pulls and drawer slides for construction and for hardware stores. Well, I was the first woman ever hired for that company. Oh, wow. I Yeah. And so that was a big deal, obviously. Uh, but then I learned that sales is such a people business. The product yeah. or service is not as important as mm -hmm. the connections with people. And we'll get into that when I talk about the uncopyable advantage, mm. because spoiler alert, people are buying you. And, you know, yeah. I've heard so many stories. I'm sure you have too, where people actually change companies and go with yeah. a different product line, take their customers with them. So obviously it's not just the product or service that you're selling. So I yeah. went from that company to um, an even more glamorous position selling automotive mufflers and catalytic converters. <laughs> the dream. So yes, my dream job. Uh, again, it turned out to be a huge blessing and a lot of fun. Um, the, 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 you know, I was one of, of, you know, a few women in these industries. And I know that there are still so many male dominated industries. And there are also, yep. you know, like hospitality, some industries that women are, you know, more dominant in. Yep. But I always found then and now that people enjoy diversity. You know, mm. back then, I think 
those guys welcomed me. Now, of course mm. it was, you know, I had an advantage because I was different. I was a mm. woman, but then I had a credibility problem and mm. we might talk about this later. I had to do some things to prove myself and that really did mm. give me the uncopyable advantage, but I mm. went in on to be number one salesperson of the year. Fantastic. And I earned an awesome nickname, Muffler Mama. I want to be called Muffler Mama. <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. I think they gave you a trophy with that as well. I did. I got a huge trophy. Yeah. It's on my website. We talked about my website, which is uncopyablesales.com. And if yeah. you want to see a picture of me in my muffler glory, uh, holding a huge yeah. trophy, you can go to that website and see that. So I then I, I did go to work with my husband after that, and he was a speaker and consultant. And so I marketed and sold him so that mm. I could also, you know, um, I know, Tony, you're a, a dad and we have one daughter and really wanted to, you know, put our all into that experience. So yeah. I worked with him and did sales for him and then also started consulting for our clients. And mm. I have to give him most of the credit. He came up with the uncopyable brand. And I know it's a little bit of a tongue twister, right? <laughs> for me anyway, hopefully not for others. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's you, you say it a few times and it works. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's where I, you know, my husband wrote uncopyable, which applies to marketing and innovation and branding. I highly recommend that book. Mm. And then my publisher said, Hey, you know, since I have this strong background in sales and I know the uncopyable philosophy, why mm. not write a book on that? So it's a new book. It's uh, doing well. I'd love it. You know, I'd love everybody listening to buy one. Yeah, um, I've heard it's the most fun sales book you've ever read. So you can read it and tell me what you think. Oh, absolutely. I will definitely endorse that and vouch for that. So before we dive into the, the, the uncopyable philosophy and a bit more about your book, you mentioned, obviously, you, you were awarded the, the muffler mama. What, what do you believe you did differently to your peers to get you to the number one spot? Well, I do, as I said, had an advantage to getting mm. into customers because I was a woman. But yep. then uh, there was a lot of skepticism. Uh, mm. So I, I'll tell you a story in one second, but mm. I want to make sure that I say, a lot of what I did, I call the basics. And yeah. even when you read my book, you might say, oh, I know, I know some of this stuff. Well, yeah. have you ever told your kids that they need to clean your, their room and they say, <laughs> I know, dad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So, but it's true, you know, uh, having now worked with thousands of salespeople, the, the top 1%, they just do the basics brilliantly. And, and I think it's a reminder to all of us, actually. Uh, and I felt it was quite unfair on you that you had to, as you said, you had to prove yourself just because you're a woman. I think that's that's a sad state of affairs. And I hope that is now slowly changing. Um, but I want to go back to a point you mentioned that products and service come second. And, and really, the first thing is that connection. And I'm sure, Kay, you're familiar with people buy from people. What's your understanding of that statement, people buy from people? Well, I think, number one, it's the connection. 
We mm. are really all dads and moms and homeowners. And, you know, we've got our, our lives. And I think people who come in hot <laughs> with their, yeah. you know, product or service, because a lot of times we're excited about it. You know, it's sure. not always some nefarious reason. It's that, geez, mm-hmm. we know this is so cool. We know that, you know, you need this. Um, but I think that we really have to focus on that connection. And as far as, you know, people buy from people they like, yeah. know, and trust, yeah. trust to me is by far the most important because I think I would buy some from someone, maybe I don't necessarily like them that much, or I wouldn't want to sure. hang out with them, but sure. if I trust that they have my best interest in heart at heart, and they're yes. telling me the truth that is going to, that'll make a connection. And, yeah. you know, that's the biggest thing is trust. So those basics, that's why mm. those are so important. How many times mm. have you called someone back? I bet this has happened to you. And they say, yeah. hey, thanks for calling me back. As mm. if it's something special. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's funny. I, I've just changed life coach. I've had a business coach for a year. He's been amazing. But I felt now in my life and my career, I needed the next thing. And I, I, I was recommended this coach. And I'm a big believer. I love recommendations, right? So mm-hmm. he gave me two references. And I've never, ever heard such praise for, for an individual. But, uh, you know, my skeptic in me said, well, he gave me those. He's hardly going to give me a bad reference, right? So I went on his website, I went on his LinkedIn and looked at a couple of other clients that he didn't mention. And I personally reached out to one of them and the feedback was as good, if not better. And that was it. Trust was immediately built. I happen to like the guy as well. So that helped me. But but equally, I'm the same as you. If I don't trust someone, I'm never going to be buying. Um, and that was all I needed. And I think the point there is reviews, testimonials are everything now in today's world, right? We, we need to back up. We're as good as we say we are and people can genuinely trust us. So tell me about the philosophy, the uncopyable philosophy and your sort of the premise of the book. So the being being really brilliant at the basics is part of that, because like you said, now we've been trained, I'll say by Amazon, by every everything. The way we buy now is on reviews, referrals, testimonials. Mm. How do you get those if you aren't really good at the basic things? And, yeah. you know, a lot of that just comes down to organization. You know, you need a CRM. You need a way to keep track of, you know, following up with people. Mm. Um, then the next thing that I think is really basic and is often not done is listening. Mm. And, mm. you know, I joke, I t- was laughing with my husband because I said, I found the perfect job podcast. I get to talk all about me. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite topic. Well, everybody's favorite topic is themselves, right? And, you know, it's really amazing how you can get people to open up. And in the book, I talk about going beyond listening and looking for cues in somebody's environment, which you unfortunately are giving me no clues. <laughs> yeah, sorry but when you, it's, you know, it's a mess behind me, it's better. It's better. There you it's go. That, yeah. Something <laughs> to hide. That's what I'm picking up. Something to hide. Absolutely. 
<laughs> uh, no, but if you, you know, if you get to know someone, whether you look them up on LinkedIn or Facebook, or, you know, you can see my office and you can see some things yeah. that I've strategically put back there and the mess is yeah. all in front of me. You can't yeah. see it. So, yeah. Um, so, so have connecting with them on something that's interesting to them. And really mm -hmm. I have some examples in the books, in the book of just amazingly bad, like Simon Cowell used to say, that was amazing. Unfortunately, amazingly bad. Now, that's a terrible <laughs> yeah. accent, but um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got to clue into what they are interested in and not only listen, but be a detective and find out yeah. what they really want. Don't yeah. tell them the, you know, 5,000 reasons you're the best find out. Okay. Let's talk about what you're looking for. What's important. Yeah. And something else that I really find has been helpful as a buyer and a seller, mm. but recently a buyer is just the buyer, the seller saying, you know, I want to help you get the very best value yes. within your yes. budget. I want to get the right, find the right solution. And we just, we just actually purchased blinds for our, you know, mini, I don't know if that's what you call them over there, blinds and yeah. window yeah. coverings. Yeah. <laughs> and we actually had the, that company come back twice because after the, we were so happy after the first time he was the least salesy person I know. No. And no. I have recommended that company to so many people. So that's the point. Look, no one wants to be sold to. And listening is so key. And I, I, I you know, when I interview other salespeople or, or observe them in their day, I think so many people listen to respond, whereas the great salespeople, they listen to learn. You know, that is a very astute observation. Yeah. And again, I think it's natural. We're kind of worried about what we are going to say, but that keeps us from mm. listening. It keeps us to mm. from saying, well, what do you mean by that? Yes. And Absolutely. another thing I really like is, which is difficult and a discipline, which I think listening is a discipline, mm. letting silence happen. Mm. Mm. Don't and be comfortable, feel. be comfortable with it. Right. It's part yeah. of it. Yeah, and be comfortable with it. So many people feel that natural discomfort and feel they've got to speak. But actually, the buyer might just be processing some information. Yeah, that even happened on a pod podcast. You know, I'm kind of a fast talker. And I stopped, would stop talking. And I thought I was supposed to keep talking. But no, he was just saying, okay, you know. So as far as being uncopyable, when I was selling mufflers, mm. I realized I really didn't understand how to put a muffler in a car. Mm. Um, so I went to one of the muffler shops that bought from my distributor and I asked, would you teach me what it's like to put a muffler in a car? And mm. he was so surprised because here I was this young at the time, <laughs> petite woman. And, you know, none of the mint Mike competitors had done that either. Um, and it really stood out because I got under the car. I tell this whole story in the book about all the heat, funny things that happened because I've got welding gear on and, you know, I'm sweating yeah. and I had to yeah. go out and buy uh, steel toe boots, which at the, you know, 
were not very fashionable. So I did that. And that made such an impression on him that was talked about. Uh, Mm. And I told the story. Guess what? He not only talked about it, but I said, oh, yeah, when I was in this shop, Mm. you know, I could talk about that experience. Um, The other thing about being uncopyable is I really encourage salespeople to know what their personal brand is. Yeah, there's in the book, I have um, a woman who promises white glove service. Now, she the company that bought her IT services said we buy we bought Leslie, not because of necessarily the service, the the product Mm -hmm. or service she was selling, but if a customer knows you'll take care of them, they don't have to worry about stock, you know, shortages or delays or whatever. You'll tell them if there's bad news, you'll tell them right away. So what do you stand for? Um, Mm. If you can just define that. And again, you can tell your customer, you can tell your customer what you, who you are. uh, Yes. More than what the product and service is. Tell them what part, what package you're delivering. That's, yeah, that's what I that. I've never heard that before. The white glove service. I think that's a really nice way to put it. And see, for me, when I hear the word uncopyable, for me, it's about differentiation. And and you said, you know, you had that as a as a woman. You were the first woman this company employed. So that was an immediate advantage. But then you said you made yourself uncopyable. So am I right in thinking it does have to do with differentiating yourself as well? Oh, exactly. Because, you know, for one thing, you have to be memorable. Now, you, everything is orange. That's our brand. Um, Everything is orange. We call our ideal prospect the moose. And of course, you can see that I have a big picture of the moose in the background. Do you need to look for ways so that people can, can identify you. I mean, I think ideally, if you could come up with three words, what three words could someone say about you that they can't say about anyone else? And for me, Mm. it would be orange, it would be moose, and it would be uncopyable. So I don't know, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know if you could come up with those just, you know, off, off the cuff. Well, I can actually, I can. I mean, often, I think what's more important is I'd ask my customers, I think I'd love to hear their words about me. But what I think they would say is practical um, because everything I do is practical. I don't talk theory. And and I think it's not three words, but get hands dirty. And what I mean by that is I make live calls on stage and I get my hands dirty. That's sort of my superpower, if you will, because for me, it's about demonstrating what I teach. But enough about me. I want to know why the moose? Where does that come from? Well, the moose is an analogy and it has just really resonated with our clients and fans and hopefully this audience mm-hmm. to represent your key target. But the, the analogy is hunting. If you were a hunter and you were mm-hmm. wanted to hunt moose. What would you do in preparation? You would have to find out where the moose hang out. You'd have to mm. learn about what, what do, do the moose eat? What would be their bait? What would attract the moose? And you'd have to, because any time if you were hunting, which I'm not a hunter, but yeah. anytime you were to spend on rabbits or deer or uh, what are other furry animals in the forest would be a waste 
I'm, I'm blanking on that one. I was thinking rabbits, badgers, and moose. Yes. Okay, <laughs> good. So all of those, if you spent time blasting away at all these animals, you'd be wasting your time. And a yes. huge part of sales success, as you know, is, is the right prospect. You know, if Absolutely. you want to, you know, you can't be this uncopyable, dedicated salesperson who always mm. follows up if you're selling to everyone. Yes. Right. There's yeah, no, you, need to know, you do need to know your niche. I really love that. I think that's such a good analogy. And it's funny. I call my ideal customer the whale. And what I mean by that is the largest mammal. And, and it's sweet. My daughter, Poppy, that we spoke about before we went live, um, she knows about this story. And in my 16 years of running my business, I've landed 34 whales. Um, and but, you know, but what's quite interesting to me is 28 of these whales were tadpoles. They just knew the whale. And it's, you know, oh, for so me, it it's was about a connection, connection. Correct. And it goes back to trust because the 28 people trusted me implicitly. They introduced me to their connection who ended up being the whale, you know, because everyone, you know, knows someone you don't. Uh, I think that's a really, you know, integral part. Um, I, I, I want to go back to your knowing the three words people would use. Cause I say this to a lot of my clients, you know, what's your, well, they talk about their USP. And I've got a bit of a problem with a USP because it may be unique, but I'm, you used a word earlier, Kay, that I agree with, which is help. We don't sell, we help. So a USP is like a selling point. And as you know, no one likes to be sold to. So I like to call it a UCB, a unique client benefit. And I think if for my audience who might be struggling to become uncopyable and learning how to really differentiate themselves my advice is i don't know what you think Kay, but my advice is ask your customer why did they choose you and i love your advice what three words would they use to describe you i think that's genius really like that and i do it so, yeah yes. i, I agree with that, that but well? yes i actually i do recommend people go to at least one customer often I say, do this today. You can do it because people love yeah. to tell you about them and say, okay, in your words, why do you buy from me? Because yes. you might learn something that you can learn, you know, that you can use yeah. later because yeah. that customer that has purchased from you, they know the ups and the downs. I mean, if you had the perfect product or service, they wouldn't, you wouldn't need a salesperson, Correct. right? Correct. So there's gotta be some balance that you're, that, you know, objections that you have to overcome. I love that idea. Asking your customers is, is gold. And I think the other value there, Kay, is you guys know what your moose is, right? So when a moose buys from you, when we get that feedback of why they chose you, when you're going out to market to other mooses, you can use that language, that narrative, which probably will relate to that other moose. Right. Right. That's exactly. sort of my thinking. So and obviously you've been in sales many, many years. I know your husband, Steve, has delivered over 1,600 speeches around the world. What would you say has been your best piece of advice, personally, that you've ever been given? Well, I think that you need to be unique. Really mm. find your own unique positioning. I mean, mm. I, I have a mastermind group. And one guy, I kid you not, has a thing for ketchup. 
and he loves ketchup. He orders it with every meal, no matter how fancy the restaurant is. It's a quirky little thing, but he's made it his thing. And Mm -hmm. so he is unique. And, you know, for me to say, okay, I was muffler mama. I really feel like you need to be unique. Now, the thing is, it's complicated. It's like, you can't say Mm -hmm. one thing is important. It's like making a salad. You have to have Mm -hmm. the lettuce, but you have to have the cheese and you have to have the dressing and Mm -hmm. you have to have the uh, croutons. Mm. So it is really a recipe, you know, where you have to have the trust, you have to have the connection, you have to listen, be problem solver. Uh, So I'm not, I'm not saying it's one thing, but you have to give your customer a reason to buy from you because they can probably get what you're selling somewhere else. Somewhere else. But, and I get that. What if for my audience are sitting there thinking, I don't know what's unique about me. What's your advice there? I would say find something because I wear orange. Well, you could pick a color. You could literally pick a color or wear a bow tie or pierce your nose or (laughs) I don't know about that. No, you're right. Have have something to stand out. Have something. I mean, I one time worked with um, senior care centers and that one of their biggest problems was that people would come in and tour the centers at the end of the day, they literally couldn't remember one from the other. Yeah. So, I mean, that is such a basic problem. I'm like, you could literally wear a clown suit. I mean, that's probably yeah. not really what you're going to want to do, <laughs> but you yeah. have to, you know, we all have something unique, a story yeah. or make a story. I mean, I've talked to, when I've mentored salespeople, I say, go into your factory Learn Mm -hmm. something, you know, that, you know, learn that most people won't, don't know, or, or do something else. Like I installed the muffler. So create a story. A story Mm -hmm. is actually a really great way to do that. Or, you know, like I said, use your unique uh, personality. Yeah, no, I think that's really good advice, actually. And it's made me think now of other speakers that I know of what's their unique point. And there is things come to my mind immediately that think that's what they stand for. Because I think in today's world, it is about not just being unique, but also authentic. People buy that, you know, when you're doing videos, and I'm sure you you agree with this, that it's not a Spielberg production. It's not what people want. They want to see the real you delivered your style with your message you know how, how important do you think in today's world is video to incorporate within maybe prospecting i think it really is very important i think that you need to be good on video and mm. you know it's it's not really that hard but you know there mm. are some basics you know that we know that look into the camera have yeah. decent lighting you know, use yeah. a, a background blur like you do, or, you know, I mean, yeah. you don't want to like talk like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, I think it is because more meetings, I mean, for sure over here, um, a lot of people are still aren't ready to meet. And yes. there are, you know, one customer of mine does a great job. He records short videos and sends them as his follow-up instead of an email yeah Yeah. i talk about that in the book um because it stands out so i yeah i do that i think that's a really clever point i do for prospecting i recommend i use bomb bomb that's the software that i just use i think it's easy 
um, and I have a white card, like a white speech bubble where I write the prospect's name on. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, that stands out. Not everyone does that, you know. Right. And I, but right. I, I think, and I don't know about, I, I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of your marketing must be orange, I imagine, for your personal brand, I would oh, yeah, yes. imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything goes in orange boxes or envelopes orange. or... And, you know, one of the one of the things, if we really have a big moose, one of your whales on the line, yeah. uh, we send a big orange box filled with orange sunglasses and orange umbrella oh, and wow. books. and nope. Yeah. So if you take the time to find your real, you know, the real hungry yeah. moose we talk about is what yeah. we call it, then you can take the time to really make it special and stand out absolutely well when my daughter poppy and i we go anywhere we see a whale she's like dad you've got to buy that so in my home office i have like 35 whales now on a shelf but it was funny i was speaking at a conference last year and i've got i've had these whales made you know like the foam whales with my branding underneath and at the end of my talk i was throwing whales out to the crowd but it was hysterical. I hit this guy and his tea went all over his book. Oh, I, was no. like, I was like, I can't do that again. <laughs> that was a, uh, yeah. Okay. That can be yeah. dangerous. That but died. Uh, that died. <laughs> but there you go. I mean, that evolved for you and maybe your yeah. daughter. I love that name, Poppy. Um, yeah, you know, you. when you talk about what if somebody does not have something unique? Well, you created yeah. something and if yeah. you just you went with it and now that's not what you're known for. So yeah. you, you what, did that. What's in, and what's insane is I still get messages eight years later saying, Tony, I still have a picture of the whale in front of me. It's incredible how much pe- people value that. And they'll remember, you know, when I think of you now, I'll be thinking about the moose and orange. I'm thinking about orange moose, but that's right. what you want. Right. And I think that's what you touched on it. The two words, personal brand. I think that's definitely a, a massive takeaway that I've, I've taken from this. And, and I thank you for that. W- where is the best place for when my audience listen to this? I know you very kindly gave us a link so they can download a, an ebook. I think it was your five strategies. Is that correct? Yeah, they're not strategies, they're secrets. Five like proven secrets. Because secrets are like always for, you know, you want to know a secret. I do Absolutely. have a great uh, giveaway that's five. Proven secrets to get in the door, which is often very hard to do. But I guarantee if you use, you know, if you can't get into a prospect, try these secrets, you will get in the door. And then also, I'd love to have you order my book on Amazon, Uncopyable Sales Secrets. And you can also go to uncopyablesales.com and you can order the book there. Fantastic. When's your website live? I know you've been working on it. Well, it, we're, it's working now. I mean, it's Perfect. it's on there now and I've got the book, but I've got some other things that are going to be populating very soon yes. because I'm working on a, a mini course to Love help that. people because, you know, how many times do people read a book, yeah. great ideas, and then a week later, Nothing two weeks like later, no. you don't use it. So I am launching a course that will just help you who is your moose define who your moose is what is Fantastic. your brand what is your uncopyable advantage so everybody has one like i said you just have to do the work it's there yeah gotta find love it okay thank you so much for your time can't wait to read the book and i will absolutely write a a, a true review on on linkedin as soon as i have because it's uh, it's thank next so in much. my 
my book list. Dave, thank you and keep safe, keep well and look forward to I'll tell you when I land my next moose. That's a deal. Thank you so much, Tony. And thank you everyone for listening. Thanks, Kate.